Today, we are completing our Begin with the End in Mind series, and I'm really excited because I had so much to share that it ended up super long. I even had to cut out the bonus at the end because it was so long. But there are so many good tips and good things for you to think about as you plan your goal setting for your coming year, your coming decade. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. If you haven't listened to podcast 52, 53, and 54, be sure to go back and listen to those before you begin this so this will all make sense. So I'm excited for you, and we've got a lot to do, so let's hop in. So we've kind of gone over through the big picture, the big goals, and today we're going to take those big goals and we're going to make it even more applicable. We left off a lot of untied strings. It might have been frustrating. Where do I start? What do I do? Where do I begin? And that is where we're going to pick up today. This is our final session, and we're going to tie up all those little loose strings. So hang on and let's go. Okay, the same process that you use to identify that goal that you worked on already, you can use for any of a number of goals. And you have all those goals written down already. That's already done. So you don't have to think of more goals unless you think of another goal and you're welcome to put it in. This is a very fluid process where you can add things, you can accomplish things, you can take them off your list, you can decide that wasn't as important as I thought it was six months ago. and take that off your list. It's really fluid and you can really change midstream, change your process and there's no problem. This is just for you and your family. You're not trying to please anyone or do anything, quote, right, because for you, it's going to be different than for somebody else. So you can just know that you've got a lot of goals and you won't reach all of them, but you have a really good pool to choose from. Now, we did the long-term goal. But the long-term goal is really made up of short-term goals. And I did the long-term goals so that you would sort of understand the overall picture. But there are short-term goals that are like building blocks to the long-term goal. That's what I'd like to talk about now. You already know the process on the long-term goal. And you do pretty much the same progress on the short-term goal. You could either do five years from now or six months to a year from now. The process is already kind of laid out for you. Okay, so let's think of a year from now or six months from now. Think of a goal that you would like for your family or for one of your kids or all of your kids. Think of a goal that you would like to see accomplished in short term or shorter term and go through the same process. Take that goal. Think of actions. What actions can you do to make that particular goal happen in the short term? And then think of ways to evaluate each of those actions and monitor it. Monitor it to see if you are accomplishing those goals. Keep in mind, these short-term goals will move toward the long-term goals most of the time. Not necessarily all the time, but most of the time, they will move toward the long-term goals. But sometimes it's easier to think of it in small pieces. 
And so that's why these are important too. So you might have a page of short-term goals. You might have a page of mid-range goals, and you might have a page of long-term goals. So the challenge right now for you is to break it down and be sure that you have a way to evaluate whether the goal is being accomplished, whether you're monitoring the progress. You want to monitor the progress. You want to be encouraged. You want to know that you're moving toward something bigger and better. To see that you're making progress will encourage you. If you're not making progress in a certain way and something is just really causing a problem and you're not able to accomplish it, that gives you the opportunity to go back and look and see why. Why is this so hard? Why am I not accomplishing this goal? And if you pull it apart, you might see it's maybe a time issue. It maybe is a procrastination issue. It maybe is that you've got other priorities that are making their way in. There's a lot of reasons that your actions may not be accomplished, but you won't know until you evaluate them. You won't know until you see if you're making progress. And then you'll know whether you need to fix something or you'll be encouraged that this is really going great. I'm so excited. My life is getting in order. The kids are moving in the right direction. Speaking of the kids, all of this can be done as a family. I mean, you might have personal goals and that would be personal to you, but your family goals, this could all be done as a family. And wow, what a good opportunity to be together and to communicate and to work on goals together. Oh my goodness, there is nothing more uniting than working on a goal together. I know when I and my husband have worked on a goal together, it unites us. I mean, sometimes we have to work through some issues about it and that's okay. But when you work through the issues and you come out the other end, how wonderful is that to see that you're accomplishing goals and it draws you closer together? Well, it can do the same thing for your family, for your kids and you to just have these opportunities to get input from them and see why is this goal not working or look at how well this is working. Look at what we're learning. Always know the reason for your goal. It's always a good thing to review those reasons that you have put those goals in place and what you're accomplishing. And for your family, they will understand that these goals have a purpose. Sometimes they just see rules. Sometimes they just see rules and they don't see the purpose. And this is such a fabulous way to communicate the purposes and the progress of uh, moving toward growing. I, I just can't recommend it enough. I wish I knew this better when my kids were young. I didn't know this quite this way, and I would have family meetings, and they didn't always go real well. I knew we wanted to have family meetings, but I didn't really know how to structure them. And I would love to go back and use this now. And that's why I wanted to share this with you because now is the time that you can use it. This helps us to show our kids that they have value and that their input is valuable. So I can't recommend it enough for communication and for sharing with our kids that we value them. Okay, here is another tip that you could do anywhere along the process. Think of three adjectives that you would like to describe your family in one year, five years, or 10 years from now. It might be that we are forgiving. It might be that we're generous. So if you take three adjectives and put them at the top of your paper, this is not to describe you right now. This is for the purpose of saying where you want to be in one to 20 years from now, what you would like to be like. And that will help you as you 
hone your goals and maybe add new goals or subtract goals. So most of our goals, not all of our goals, but many of our goals will really be geared toward becoming more of that person. Keep in mind that our goals will move us toward growing into that person that we want to be. That's just like when we tell our kids or show our kids how they are acting with godly character, that encourages them to be more like that. So if we describe ourselves with what we'd like ourselves to be, and then set our goals toward that, and then set our actions toward that, and then evaluate our actions, this is how it happens. I have to add, this is not the only way it happens. You really need to have a close walk with the Lord and seek his guidance. And this is not just for us to dream a dream of anything we want to be. But personally, I think the real impact is when we are moving toward more Christ-likeness and deeper relationship with the Lord. So I encourage you to make that part of it. It doesn't have to be the only part, but I encourage you to make that part of your goal setting. So again, I just want to repeat that you may change goals, you may change actions, you may change short-term, you may change long-term goals, keep the long-term goal the same, and you might change your short-term goal to something that would help to accomplish it, replace something that isn't working. So I encourage you to keep revisiting at least weekly, and actually the short-term actions should be done daily so you can really keep track. Here are some tips in accomplishing these actions. Please don't let this become guilt-producing. We do not want to feel guilty. That's not the purpose of this. Guilt shouldn't even be a part of it. This should just be a part of growth and no guilt. Guilt will not accomplish your goals. Guilt will destroy your enthusiasm, destroy your movement in that direction. If there is something that needs to be confessed, then confess it to God or to whoever it needs to be confessed and receive that forgiveness and decide you're going to move forward in a different direction and move. Don't sit in guilt or thinking overwhelm. We don't want this to be overwhelming. If it's overwhelming, do one action. Do one action. If you're feeling overwhelmed, back off. Just take one action. And certainly don't let guilt rule your day or ruin your day. When I get feeling like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. It's a little bit overwhelming. One of my go-tos is procrastination, and that is really destructive toward progress. So I would say if you know that procrastination is an issue for you, what is the best thing to do is don't sit and think. Don't let your mind ruminate over it. And that's what I tend to do. I think and think and think. Don't let your mind ruminate. If you know procrastination is a problem and you have to figure out how to overcome it, Get up and start. Start somewhere. Start somewhere little. Just get up and move a little bit. Once you start moving, it becomes easier to take the next step. What is the hardest step when you're setting out to accomplish something? It's the first step. It's not the highest hill step. I mean, that's hard, but the first step is sometimes the hardest where we just get up and get started. So I encourage you, if you're a procrastinator, just get up and do the first step and just start moving. And when you see progress of the first step, then you'll be more inclined to take the second step. And sometimes it's just a matter of feeling like you don't have energy for the first step. But if you get up and just start doing something, the energy comes. Enthusiasm comes. Energy and enthusiasm come as you are moving and accomplishing. So 
if one of your goals is to walk every day, you know, walk up the hill in your neighborhood or whatever, that's what I do. Put your shoes on and put your walking clothes on. Don't overthink it. Just head out the door. Put your headphones on so you want to listen to your music or your podcast or whatever. But don't overthink it. Don't let procrastination be an issue because it will really, really halt your progress. And just take those tips of just get started and you'll find yourself moving in the right direction and you'll be happy. I mean, how often do you finish something that you wanted to do? You finish it and then you say, oh, I'm really glad I did that. You know, even though you didn't necessarily want to do it in the beginning, you're glad that you did. So that's a word about procrastination. Another thought is to make a timeline for yourself. Decide when you want to accomplish a certain thing. Don't make the timeline really long. Give yourself small goals, small actions that will add up to a longer timeline. So start in small steps and give yourself a timeline. Do something for a short, short period of time, something that's doable. I mean, a week of walking five days a week is doable. And then you can expand on that as time goes on. So make all of your actions small enough that they're doable without a lot of stress. We don't want to add stress. So as we do the small actions and we have a timeline, we accomplish those, we can stretch. We can stretch the timeline. We can stretch the actions to be a little bit harder, moving us toward our progress a little bit faster, whereas we couldn't have started there. So that's my recommendation, a timeline. Okay, here is one for all you dreamers out there. And I can be a dreamer. I can think of all the things I want to do. And they're all wonderful ideas. But just a reminder, a dream will not make you accomplish a goal. A dream is wonderful to get you in the process of goal making and thinking. And where do I want to be? We need those dreams. Dreams are important. We need dreams to set our mind in motion of where we would like to be, what we would like to do, how we would like to serve God. Those dreams are really important, but we can't accomplish any goals that are based on dreams only. The dreams then have to convert. You have to convert the dreams to what we've been describing in this series, the short-term goals and the actions and then the evaluation of the actions. Those are all follow up to the dreams. And that is what will accomplish the dreams. So please dream, but don't spend all your time dreaming and don't spend all your energy dreaming and make sure that that dream converts. You need to convert your dreams into actions. Here's another tip. We need to make our actions short enough that we can accomplish them and see a milestone. So even though we have longer term goals or longer term actions even we want to accomplish, we need to have smaller milestones that will assure us that we're moving forward. So if you're attempting to lose weight or something, you need to have milestones that you can say, wow, I lost two pounds this week. I am on a roll <laughs> and I'm going to keep going. And those milestones help to encourage us to not see things as too big of a job, too big of a project, and too overwhelming. So, so be sure that you have milestones, and they can be in the form of smaller actions that we can accomplish. And once we've accomplished them, sometimes 
we can check them off or sometimes we can make them a little bit more of a bigger action or a longer action if we've established the habit well. So there's a lot of ways to go into this. So just be a little bit flexible with yourself, but make sure you're giving short, short-term goals, even a daily goal. And then you say, wow, I did that today. Unless you've fully accomplished the goal, make sure there's another milestone there to replace it. It could be the same milestone just further out, or it could be a grander milestone. But just make sure you're measuring all along and accomplishing milestones along the way. And then it's really important to have a community of like-minded people. And I mean people who share your enthusiasm for moving in a certain direction. And they might have, their goals might be different. It's good to have community with other people who are doing the same sorts of things and moving in the same directions. And no two people will have the same goals and they might not have the same actions and that's okay. But somebody who will encourage you and say, wow, that was, that was amazing. And somebody that you can share with. And when you share, you can hear it come out of your mouth, the progress that you made. And to do this alone is really quite hard because some of the actions are hard and some of the actions aren't as hard. And so we need to kind of reframe the way we're thinking maybe at some of the actions. We really want others who will encourage us and maybe challenge us. Maybe the advantage somebody will challenge us to move in the direction that you want to move. Now, your family can do this in part. I think I would love to see for you to have your family be probably your greatest encouragement. And they are all moving in the same direction when they say, wow, we did this. And when one person is enthused, it kind of is contagious. You have to be a little cautious of one person who's not enthused. And you have to deal with that in a way that does not discourage them, but helps to lift them out of lack of excitement for what's going on. So community is really, really important. I would say for both men and women, because women are social by nature, maybe more so than men, although many men are as well. And they tend to be able to find community, but you really also need to find the right kind of community. It's not necessarily community with just anybody, but it's community with people who are like-minded enough that they have similar goals and are moving in the same direction. And for fathers and mothers to be on the same team in this, and just not to be just a mother thing or a father thing, that in this goal setting, if there's any way that you can be on the same team with one another and how important it'll be for your kids to see that you're both standing behind this new plan that you're going to implement. And then, of course, the thing that we all love, and that is just the reward at the end of a milestone or at the end of a short-term goal accomplished. The long-term goal reward is too far out there. That doesn't work very well. For family dynamics, a week is really a good time when the family dynamics work really well for a week. Oh, what a great opportunity to go out and get an ice cream or have something in the house that they like to play or like to do. Have a family game night. Our family loves family game night. That is a bonding thing. And at the end of accomplishing all this, dad will go out and throw the ball on Saturday with 
one of the boys or girls. And that's something for the kids to look forward to. It's something they want, and it's something to make them more enthused toward accomplishing the goals. So we need to see these goals as positive. We need to see them as fun. We need to not see them as work. We need to see them, and our family needs to see them, is something that is going to build themselves, build the family. There are reasons. That's why we need to review. Why do we even have these goals? What's the importance of these goals? When we accomplish them, then we can reinforce, wow, we're becoming more generous. Or look at the opportunities, and you really rose to the occasion when you were able to forgive your brother for something that he did. So for your family to just see the moving in the right direction and to see how goals are accomplished and go back often and review those adjectives. This is what we want to be like. This is what we want to grow into. And then when we see that we grow in small ways, we get more enthused. We keep records of all this and say, wow, this is what I wanted. And look how I grew. This is so great. It's so fun. So I just pray for you that you can Set your goals, that you can accomplish goals, that you can walk more closely with God through this, that he will be glorified in whatever you do. That's always my goal. I just thank you for being a part of our series on beginning with the end in mind. If you've been through this series and you feel like you need a, just a little bit more help, a little guidance, a little community, listen to what could be next for you. I'm thinking of putting it on video for whoever is interested, adding a community. We just talked about community, how an important community is in all this. Adding a community of all of those of us who are working through this goal setting, the action setting, the evaluation setting, and the family dynamics. There's so much more that I have not talked about. You might have questions come up. So that community will be just so valuable. And I'll be in there, but there will be other people that have plenty of value that can share things as well. So I look forward to that. And then as a part of this, I think it would be really wonderful to have four weeks of group coaching where I will be there and you can come on and in a group setting, ask questions and we can talk through things. And I might not have all of the answers, but I will certainly try to help in any way that I can. So four, four weeks of an hour each week of group coaching. And then I would like to add in 45 minutes of private coaching for you, for anybody who wants to do this. And it won't be outrageously expensive. It will be reasonable. I think it could really, really help you grow. So if you're interested, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. And you can determine if this is something that you would like to do. Up to you. Totally optional. But if you want to grow more in this area and more feedback, when problems come up, you would have people to talk to. So I encourage you to think about it. I encourage you. And it'll be a few weeks before it's ready. But let me know. I'll leave a link in the show notes. And you can sign up and leave me your email address. And I'll let you know when it's ready. So if you're interested in that, check out the show notes and check out that link. And just give me a chance to be able to get back in touch with you when this is ready. And remember to rest in the Lord this week. <music>